it, bang it, pay it, watch it, turn it, leave it, stop, format it, buy it, use it, break it, fix it. Hello and welcome to Stone Drake Podcast, episode number 71. Schmitty? Schmidt? Oh, dang it, he's not here. I'm Stark. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. Um, shout, shout out to our friend Schmitty. Um, he was, uh, a plane landed on him. True story. And he's dead. Moving on, uh, shout out to our friends at uh, truckradio.net, cryptonradio.com. Leave them with that. <laughs> openbookaudio.com and stitcher.com. In memory of Smitty, that will be the show title. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what, in, in, in memory of Smitty, we are giving you free 30 days of go to meeting. Yes, go to meeting is being so nice. That was not a good segue into an ad. We do oh. want to thank our friends over at GoToMeeting. Uh, you know, during the summer, it seems like everyone's on a different schedule. Uh, people have gone on vacations. People are working shorter days. People are trying to work remotely. And you can, too. Using GoToMeeting with HD Faces, you can meet all your clients, meet all your vendors, and meet all your, all your responsibilities remotely, face-to-face at the same time. What website do you need to go to in order to see this? Go to meeting.com. We recommend it with HD Faces because it does let you meet face-to-face all the time, no matter where you are. Um, If you're traveling this summer, especially if you have the new iPad with the LTE, you can use GoToMeeting with HD Faces on your iPad anywhere. They don't even have to know you're not in the office. Or, you know, might want to rub it in. They might be very jealous. Listeners of the podcast can get GoToMeeting with HD Faces free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, enter the special promo code, hit the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. Again, that's PODCAST. So go ahead and do that today. Tell him Schmitty sent you. Yes. From beyond the grave. One of the last things he does. (laughs) All right. We have feedback. Cool. It's probably questions for Schmitty. (laughs) No. Um, It's from Mike. Again, we're just in a really long conversation with these guys. Uh, It says, Zook, Rim is laughing at you right now. (laughs) Laughing maniacally, probably. (laughs) Yes. Why why are they laughing at us? Well, Uh, they're laughing at Zook because he has the the, the Rim and phone. Oh, that's right. They're they're like, aha, bitter revenge. And he had to pay for it himself. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're going on, and he's talking about um, last week with uh, Google and YouTube uh, prompting people to use their real name while commenting. He goes, I admit I never really needed a YouTube account, but I still ended up with one. I already used my real name for my user. In my opinion, forcing or prodding users to use their real names instead of aliases or nicknames is not going to stop them from being morons. The only true thing it does is annoy the descent decent users that have no part of the trolling. If I was YouTube, I'd find a different way to stop trolls. Maybe hire a league of troll killers. Regards, Mike. I kind of like this idea. Yeah, you can find a bunch of them on Skyrim. I I think... (laughs) Well, we should get them in here. I think... If you remember the movie uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, I kind of like that idea where people will show up at the door. I'm sorry, did you... Are you uh, username such and such? Did you post this comment on this website, and then they beat the crap out of you? <laughs> it, it works, man. I like it. So, uh, Mike, I like your idea. If we could make this a reality, you know, if anyone can make it a reality, it'd be Google. Yeah, <laughs> it'll probably be in the uh, labs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in Google Labs. It's in beta. It's only rolling out to select cities. <laughs> we, you don't That'd have Street awesome. View you don't have Google Fiber instead we have a guy who will show up at your door and beat the crap out of you at least until France sues them it's in Jersey <laughs> um, speaking of Rim laughing um, I have a joke for you guys Oh, what do you call the guy who goes and buys himself a Blackberry because his new boss says that's what everyone in the department uses only to find out in his first week working there that no one in the department uses it because they can't stand Blackberry. Is this like those old cartoons where suddenly the dog realizes he's been had and his face changes into the form of a sucker? Yeah. Um, it turns out that my entire department at my new job would rather be cut off from email entirely than ever pick up a Blackberry. 
Wow. So there's only two people who have blackberries, and they don't even like it. (laughs) That right there, sir, just completely made my day. And the fact fact that they screwed you into having to pay your own money for a piece of crap blackberry just makes me giggle. I appreciate the camaraderie here. I, I am such I am such a sadistic jerk at the moment, but that is just too dang funny. Yeah. Everybody in the company has to have the jitterbug phone now. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell the next guy we hire. It'll be like our own version of a snipe hunt. <laughs> Quick, hurry, hire somebody. Why? I want revenge. <laughs> I think I heard a blackberry. Quick, make the sounds. Um... <laughs> I, I view this though as I view this as a way though to uh finally get even with all the Blackberry lovers out there who've told me how wrong I am because I, I've now been using this thing for a few weeks and every <laughs> single thing that they've ever said has turned out to be complete bull hockey and I'm gonna write a post on this on the site, but I'm gonna hold off for a Windows eight phone. So mm. Well so, I that that's like that's just hilarious to me, man. I I can't even describe the level of awesome that that is in my so mind. The person who told you this, do they have a troll face right now? <laughs> no. Well, actually, he kind of does, but he's my new boss, so I can't say anything. <laughs> does he listen to the show? Is he aware of the show? He is not. Okay. Probably for the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of trolls... The RIAA. It seems like it's been a while since we've talked about them. <laughs> yeah, yes. they still suck. All sorts of levels of suck. Yep, and, and, and then they wonder why we hate them all. It came to light that um, all the money that they've been wa- winning in lawsuits against uh, Pirate Bay, um, I think they, uh, the Pirate Bay was ordered to pay out $675,000 dollars. Uh, because, you know, they're taking money from the artists. They're taking so much money from the artists. So much, they're going to they're gonna sue them and t- get almost three-quarters of a million dollars from them. None of that money is going to the artists. What? It's all going to the lawyers at the RIAA. Well, a lawyer doing a lawsuit and keeping all the winnings? That's unfathomable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's impossible, man. What I wonder is, like, you know, we have that phrase, the patent troll. This isn't patents. It's it, it, a copyright troll. Does that work? Oh, yeah. Yeah, same thing. We can say that? I would dare say that the, the RIAA is full of copyright trolls. Yeah, it, it's basically they're literally just suing people just so they can put money in their pockets. Yeah. Now, they point out, the, the RIA is quick to point out that, no, no, when, you remember when we sued LimeWire for $104 million last year, some of that did, did get to the artists. It's like, How much is some of that, though? They, they're, not, they're not saying. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that, like, Clay Aiken got, like, 12 cents or something, and, you know. So how much did Metallica get? Enough to do a solid gold-plated swimming pool. <laughs> Just yeah. a guess, but... I, I think they got 12 silver, wasn't that right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Lars. I'm looking at you. <laughs> they, had, they had to wash their hands. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so, yay, RIA. Well, it gets even better, because news came out this week that it turns out they knew Sopa and Pippa weren't going to do anything against piracy. What? You mean something that people who actually work on the internet came true? Well, here's what I don't understand is uh, the thing that doesn't make sense about this story to me is it insinuates that someone at the RIAA actually had a bit of common sense. And I just, that doesn't really jive. That doesn't jive. It really stretches my, uh, my... My my illusions there. Well, you know, the interesting thing about that, though, is... I mean, th- they had a leaked presentation, which basically says, you know, they're telling, uh, they're telling somebody that, yeah, this is a load of crap and we're doing it because we can. 
And I if mean, we can force our way through. Yeah, I mean, what? I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I like my legislation being passed because it can. Yeah. Just because it's a very large check attached to it. Exactly. The presentation basically showed that um, no matter what things they've put in place, the breakdown of unpaid to paid has remained pretty constant. You have 35% paid and 65% unpaid. And and this is regarding music um, distribution or downloads. And it didn't matter what things may have changed, like P2P may have gone up or may have gone down, ripping may have gone up or may have gone down. Overall, unpaid to paid stays the same no matter what. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, they're showing, I I think it was in this report as well, they they basically show, we've heard the term sneaker net from back in the day, um... You, you Where you copy sp- something onto a disk, or you copy something onto a jump drive, and then you and walk with your sneakers to the other computer. Exactly. And I guess SneakerNet's making a comeback in a big way when it comes to music. So, Well, and here's the thing. I personally believe, this is just a personal opinion, but I personally believe that it's probably always broken down to about this breakdown between paid and unpaid. Only now, the difference is that they finally have the ability to uh, to get metrics on it to measure who's doing what yeah people always used to make mixtapes people always used to swap vinyl you know well they were gonna they, you know they were they were claiming that the vcr was going to kill the television industry uh, yeah how did that work out for you okay well the television industry is still here and we've moved on to the next medium mm-hmm. i mean we, yeah. we talked about it with our feedback from our uh our loyal listener about his uh, cable vision doing the same thing. So it's it's dumb. Yeah, it's it, there's there's so much so many problems with the way that these guys are doing stuff that it's like it's almost not even funny anymore. Mm-hmm. Not that it ever was, but in kind of a uh, goodbye humanity kind of way. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> Wah, wah, wah. Okay. Um, <laughs> In a world without <laughs> hotmail. <laughs> I know. This is weird. This next headline is kind of odd, actually. We've known that um, Microsoft was revamping hotmail for a while now. And uh, revamping it hard. The new hotmail looked drastically different than it used to. It actually moved very smooth. It really made a name for itself in trying to get people back to it and away from Gmail. However, unfortunately, it was still Hotmail. People still had that stigma to it. Well, Hotmail is no more. Welcome to Outlook.com. I've used it now. In fact, if you you have a Hotmail account or a live account, you can log in, and the interface will be Outlook.com. It's nice. You know, I, I actually saw a tweet this morning about it. And the person was saying, don't be fooled, Outlook.com is just Hotmail. <laughs> In a new dress. <laughs> yeah. He, he was saying that, don't be fooled, don't don't fall for it, it's just clever marketing, guys. It's nice. It is different. I mean, it's what Hotmail was right before they shut it down. Uh-huh. But what Hotmail oh, was just before they shut okay. it down is far different than what it used to be. And they point out, that, you know, Microsoft is taking dead aim at, at Google, saying, look, it's great. Yeah, sure, Gmail's wonderful. But it's eight years old. And it hasn't really updated in that time. And they're right. Um, I don't know. I've had... I've seen new stuff come out on Gmail. Yes, but it's, seen- over, it, it, its overall design has remained the same. It's, I, it's always been very minimalistic, very very basic and they just made it even more so recently yeah which works (laughs) well yeah and that's why this new outlook.com which looks like it's straight out of a windows 8 desktop is even is much more the same that way okay i i haven't i haven't checked it out yet it's worth checking out while we were talking i went ahead and pulled it up and i was surprised that i remembered my password and it looks smooth, but then again, it's pretty generic, you know. I, I, 
it's designed to integrate into Windows 8. You can tell. It's it's pulling a lot from the Windows Phone interface, a lot from the Windows 8 interface. It's it's this whole idea that Microsoft is not started, but is using for the new business strategy of software as a service, only in this case it's websites as a service. Uh-huh. Oh, I can right-click on my deleted folder and actually re- remove everything that's in there. That's a, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's a website that's acting like Outlook. And since Outlook is a is a pretty well-respected name, even if you don't work in a company that uses Outlook, you know what Outlook is. And it has yeah. that allure of being professional-grade software. If you yes. work in a company with Outlook, it's an old familiar. Well, you know, it's interesting because my company that I work for actually uses um, Google primarily. However, there are a couple people in the office. We have Office 2010 installed on our machines, and there are a few people in the office who have gone ahead and configured their machines for Outlook. And they've, they've set up their email, so they're pulling Outlook now. So, I mean, they route all their all their Gmail through their Outlook. So I mean it's even even if you're not using Outlook primarily, there are still people who use it primarily. Yeah, so it's I would prefer it over almost any mail client and now it's going to get even better. For a short while, I don't know if they're still doing it, but you could actually get an out at Outlook.com email address. So I jumped jumped on there and got mine. Well, see, my my email address is so old. I'm like, oh, I remember using this back from the Yahoo days. Yeah, you know the 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 the, the, the nickname I had at the time. I'm like, oh, okay, it tells you how long that's been since I've been on here. <laughs> um, let's jump ahead a little bit since we're we were talking about Outlook and Windows 8. Windows 8 has long been hailed, either hailed or completely derided because of its Metro interface, the Metro UI. Uh, they pulled that name because of the Metro UI on Windows Phone 7, the Live Tiles. Uh, and that design. Turns out Metro was meant to be used as a code name. We don't know what the new UI will be named, but Metro isn't it. It's kind of like back in the day, Windows Vista was originally going to be Windows Longhorn. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And uh, I forget, uh, the other ones were all named after cities, I think, but Microsoft has a long history of this. They always name it something, and then they change it. Thankfully, they don't change it like like, uh, Nintendo changes it. So, Almost, we want the <laughs> so, Microsoft Wii. You know, I I kind of like Metro interface. You know, I I don't know. You know, I didn't mind it, but it didn't make a lot of sense to me either. Yeah, yeah it, 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 went, it. I gotta be honest. When I when I first heard it, I I thought metrosexual. Oh yeah, it's gonna appeal to the feminine side of us all. Well, and I'm sure it was supposed to actually, you know, it's sleek, it's chic, it's so, you know, it's sexy, it's it's city-like, it's urban. So if you live in a farm in Montana, you don't want to use this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, because the first thing I thought of when you said Metro was the old Berlin song riding on the Metro. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, I don't fine. either, I old man. <laughs> okay, it was back when MTV actually played music videos, but anyway, that I digress. <laughs> yeah, I think I was born when that happened. Okay, um, just just a shout out here. Whoever took Zoner at Outlook.com, I'm going to punch y'all in the back of the head. That's all right, they took Zook at Outlook.com too. I'm now Mr. Oh. Zook. Oh my gosh, that's just ridiculous. Ridiculous! Ooh, Mr. Zonner. So if I have a Hotmail address, can I change it to an Outlook.com address? No, but you can get a new Outlook.com address and just start forwarding oh. everything there. Brand new profile. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and, um, you know, I know we seem to be taking a lot of time on this. We need to move on. But Microsoft did bring up one very interesting point that they're not wrong on. don't know if they're necessarily right, but they're definitely not wrong. They point out that Google unfortunately doesn't interact well with other social networks, only its own. And they're that's, right. I don't I'm, know if that's a bad thing, but they're right. It, it, Google has kind of built a nice little walled city on the internet. Yeah. Um, the new Outlook.com is like Hotmail and Live in that you can register your Twitter, your WordPress, your Facebook, so you can pull all your friends' contacts and feeds right there into the one interface. 
Like LinkedIn and a few others. Okay. Yeah, only without the uh, the wandering purple cows or. Yeah. <laughs> There's no purple cows on LinkedIn that I was aware of. <laughs> oh, they're everywhere. Zynga LinkedIn. It's going to be called Professionalville. <laughs> a salesperson has wandered into your city. <laughs> kill it! Kill it with fire! <laughs> hey, so I'm looking at here, and it says here you can add people from other services. What the heck is Hives? And who the heck named it that? <laughs> I'm thinking Facebook, LinkedIn, AOL, Mail, Gmail, Outlook, and then there's tagged and something called Hives. H y v e s. It's, it's wow. actually Hives is the service that comes from uncontrollablerash.com. Yeah, they're like the websites you shouldn't be visiting. <laughs> the the social media nice. you shouldn't go to. <laughs> Shingles.net. Um, <laughs> you've been tagged on Shingles. Um, better than poked, I guess. Okay, so the FCC has ruled in favor of the everyman against Verizon and basically told Verizon that it needs to start allowing our tethering apps. Now, if that all went over your head, basically, if you have a phone that has a data connection, and most phones do now, a lot of smartphones will allow you to do what's called tethering, in which you use your phone as a mobile hotspot. So your computer, your tablet, whatever, can then use your phone's internet connection and hop on anywhere you're at. Phone companies hate this because they're worried that you're going to download something huge, that everything's going to go wrong, and you're going to swamp their data connection, so they do what they can to block it. The FCC has ruled now that they can't do that. Or specifically, they've said Verizon can't do that, but I only imagine that it's going to be coming to the other carrier soon. Well, you know, a few... uh, Six months ago, maybe? Um... There was actually Verizon was going going around trying to get um, different apps removed from the. It was the Android market at the time, and one of the ones, the one that I like, is Barnacle Tether, and it was taken out of out of the Android market for for a period of time because Verizon said we don't want our people using this, so you can't do it. And Google said, okily dokily. So, I mean, they they really kind of... I, I think they played this a bit dirty, and I'm glad to see that they kind of got a hand it to them. You know, I hadn't thought of about it until you said okily dokily, but Google is totally the Ned Flanders of the tech world. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know if Google's really that religious. <laughs> No, but they are just so nice you want to punch them sometimes. <laughs> but they have that real dark run everyone down with their car kind of hidden rage. They got a hurricane netty buried deep inside. <laughs> and don't forget, Google's wife did fall off the top of a stadium. That's true. Ah! Got, shot, got shot by a t-shirt. Yeah. Everyone remembers that when that happened to uh, Mrs. Google. Okay, so... um. <laughs> Mrs. Google. <laughs> Full disclosure, we are all tired. Schmitty may be the only one of us with any sense to call off recording tonight. And <laughs> see as he's recuperating really late. As he's recuperating from, you know, dying. <laughs> yeah, so. he's dead, yeah. Sometimes you just wake up dead. Well, you know, after the plane landed on him, you know. It could only go up from there. I hear he is recovering well from being the front landing gear. <laughs> it just brings all sorts of horrible images to my head. If we so make no sense to you, it's okay. If you we make no sense to you, be sure to write us at Facebook at no, that was wrong. At, at feedback fa- at stolendroids.com. <laughs> Send us something at Facebook too. We'll we'll appreciate it and make us feel special. <laughs> okay, uh, into uh, special news: the French. Le French, la ha ha ha. Uh, yeah, I, I. You gotta love that segue. Um, okay, dear French, you guys are idiots. I don't. <laughs> oh, I really wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt, but a French company wants to copyright the anonymous logo and make handbags and T-shirts. Either what these could people possibly go wrong. A don't know what anonymous is. B, don't know their demographic. 
<laughs> See how could you tell all the above. <laughs> how could you tell he was an anonymous user? Oh, he had that wonderful purse. He was a European man bag with the, <laughs> with the logo on his eye. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> We're going to get so hacked. Uh, well, either, either we are or they are. Actually, they're already going after them. They've already posted a comment going, What are you, stupid? <laughs> How can you copyright someone else's logo? Well, and, and, and not only that, but the, the logo of a hacktivist group. Are, are are you just begging to put a target on your forehead? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, Maybe they, they think not- it'll, be great, uh, it'll be great publicity, you know, right before they run out of business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, understand. Uh, we have these bandwidth charges. <laughs> All right. Um, our online store's been taken down. Again. <laughs> it must be because we're really popular. Quick, check the bank account. Um, <laughs> Excellent. In other Excellent. retail Excellent. news, a rare Zelda game has been listed on eBay for $150,000. I'm not you don't so sh- have this. Your collection is not complete. I'm not so sure what's so rare about it. Does it, like, blow the cartridge out itself? or? <laughs> <laughs> it's a... It was, it was a prototype cartridge. That's what's rare about it. It was a prototype cartridge that didn't even have a full label on it. And... Uh, I guess I, I don't know if it was released to a, to like a reviewer or a developer or something like that, but I guess this is one of those things that only a certain number of people got, which is why they can claim it's so rare. Yeah, I enjoy playing the Legend of Zelda games, but I I like have better things to spend my money on. And I'm a collector nerd, so I collect all sorts of crap and yeah, that's just that's just dumb to me. I, I couldn't so tell. Two I, days before we were recording, at least 26 public offers have been made. And it's like, wow, okay. So I guess people are trying to throw their money at this. You know, this is something that should be in a museum. But <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Jones. <laughs> well, no, it, it should. It should be in a museum, but not on eBay. You know, if it's going to be, if you're going to consider it important, show it some respect. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that's, it's just a stupid collector's item. That is a very, very good point, Zook. I, I totally agree with you. You know, it's like, okay, I, I like to collect things, too. I'm like Zoner. I like to collect things. The difference is, is unlike a lot of collectors, I take it out of the package and play with it because I bought it for me. And if that's what this is, that's what this is. But then don't put the hefty price tag on it. If it is as rare and as important to the video game industry as everyone says it is, it should be, in a col- it should be in, on display in a museum. And before people get on my case... There are video game museums, so yeah, I think I I totally agree. I think that's that's a great idea. And see, I collect items, but I collect items that I can actually afford. <laughs> this is true. I do that too. <laughs> you just yeah yeah, but no, I I think that's a very valid point. You know, if this if things are so rare and so valuable and so important why aren't they in museums I mean really yeah I don't know a private collector should buy it and put it in a museum <laughs> okay um Dropbox saw some trouble this week they did they got hacked <laughs> nobody likes their Dropbox hacked yeah it's well, not kind of dirty um what exactly happened because I have not read this yet well, you know, it's my understanding that over in Europe there was oh, I can't even I can't even think what it was. There was basically somebody got hold of a bunch of passwords from like a a different site and used them to hack to hack Dropbox. It's my understanding. So from a third party site? Yeah, they got them from a third party site. Um and yeah, usernames and passwords were stolen from other websites, and people, you know, always think about security when they create usernames and passwords, and so they never use the same one twice. 
but um, yeah, they ended up with with a bunch of hacked accounts because people were dumb and used the same username and password on multiple sites, basically. So, are we certain it was a multiple site issue, or was it a third party connection issue? Well, my understanding and what it sounds like to me is somebody went in and got got a third got stuff from a third party site and then just started trying random crap that's my understanding i could hmm. be totally wrong but with what i've read that's my understanding of uh, kind of what happened so like somebody somebody um say for instance stole stole your yahoo password and used it to hack your dropbox account so that that type of a that type of a scenario. They didn't hack Yahoo people. I'm just using it as an example. Still, but. if you have a Dropbox account, you might want to check your stuff because a lot of people put very personal things in there. Like password lists or like, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Comic books. Some people put comic books there. Financial information. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of stuff out there that it could you may not want falling into the wrong hands. Well, and once again, this is just another reason why we recommend that every six months or so you change your passwords. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's I'll generally a good don't. idea. I don't you know either. what? I, I didn't, but after the big hack news that came out, well, what was it, a couple weeks ago or about a month ago? I, I don't remember who, which one it was. I did go through and change all my passwords. Well, I think it was know, the LinkedIn. It was the LinkedIn. Yeah, it was oh, the LinkedIn, the LinkedIn uh, one hack that happened yeah yeah with me my passwords are so hard i can't even memorize them so i really don't and i use different passwords on every site so i really don't worry about them getting hacked but see i'm still waiting to uh, have the proximity sensor inserted under my skin so computers just know when i walk near them (laughs) isn't that mark of the beast wait what hey look if it keeps me from having to remember passwords it's worth it yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree there. I just that just makes perfect sense because you know my password. My wife hates it because I I got tired of her being hacked all the time, so I made her passwords obscenely difficult, and now she can't remember any of them. What's my password for this? I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> it's in the Google Doc. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. that's, well, what's my Google password? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of a mess for my passwords, but I'll tell you what, there has not been a single a single issue where my wife's or my passwords have been hacked since I started implementing like intense security. So, yeah, it's a good idea. Yep, very much so. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We will see you on the flip side. In today's world, it can be hard to find time to spend with a good book. That's where the guys at Open Book Audio can help. Open Book Audio offers a large selection of pre-recorded audiobooks for you to enjoy while driving to work, working out, or any other time you feel like enjoying a good story. Open Book Audio not only has pre-recorded audiobooks, but can also help you record your self-published book as well, giving authors another way to distribute their stories. Their fast, professional service combined with affordable pricing ensure your book is made with the highest quality. So no matter if you're an author or a reader, Open Book Audio has what you need. You can visit them on the web at openbookaudio.com. That's openbookaudio.com. Open Book Audio. Your story out loud. Hello, and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast. Uh, Zook, wait. Um, I can never remember when I can hear the Stolen Droids Podcast. Well, you can start out the week with us on trekradio.net every Monday at noon Eastern Standard. Okay, but what if I miss it on Monday? Well, then you can catch us Tuesday on KryptonRadio.com, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Ooh, and if I miss it then, too? Well, you can always find us on iTunes and play us anytime from your iPod or iPhone. Well, you know I don't own any Apple stuff. Okay, then you can stream us to your Android device from Stitcher.com, on demand whenever you want. Smeg. I don't have any room left on my Android. You can always listen to us at StolenDroids.com. Um, but... You're not <sighs> trying very hard at this, are you? Stojoy's podcast. It's kind of hard to avoid. 
Okay, we are back and into our fast lane. For once, we're actually not in a hurry here, so this is kind of bizarre. It will be the medium lane. It'll actually be the fast lane under construction. <laughs> Either that or we'll have our blinker on all the time. Peter Jackson has announced that The Hobbit will now be three movies instead of two as originally planned. This was apparently done because two films didn't allow for enough time to tell the story found in a book with 297 pages. And it has nothing to do with the fact about dollar signs at all. <laughs> the CW will air the Dr. Horrible sing-along blog on October 9th. Now you no longer have an excuse for not watching it. Seriously, people, watch it. Indeed. Yes. And photos of the moon's surface show that all but one of the flags planted by the Apollo astronauts are still standing. To quote the Mythbusters, suck it, conspiracy theorists. All right, and after hitting a 15-year low, Nokia's stock price rebounded 44% this week. Nokia's gamble on Windows Phone might be paying off. Very interesting. We don't even have many fast lanes under construction. Under construction, totally. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the photos of the moon one is kind of interesting because uh, the one flag that isn't still upright is because we knocked it over. It's the yep. Apollo 11 flag, and the blast from the uh, the module taking off from the moon actually knocked it over. You know that wasn't really the case. What happened was is that uh, General Zod and his two evil sidekicks, they, landed, they, they found that site, and they actually took the flag with them. That works. Sure. Sit. Mm-hmm. Was he better space spiders? So, <laughs> oh, not spiders, dude. All oh, right, you're thinking, you're thinking of Apollo 18. <laughs> yes, I did. I refused to even watch that movie. It freaked me out. The, the, just the trailer freaked me out. I mean, it was an interesting. Spiders. It was an interesting movie to watch. It, especially all the alternate endings they had on the DVD, and that 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 that, that was one you'd probably want to at least rent. So maybe not. I'll read the Wikipedia article on it. (laughs) (laughs) They all die. (laughs) Every last one. Okay, um, our talking point this week is the Olympics. We Uh, have Olympic fever. We do. (laughs) Zoner and I were actually um, talking about this uh, when we first hopped online because I had the Olympics running in the background. He was trying to look up scores. I love the Olympics. I do. I adore them. But this year... This this Olympics, the Triple X Olympics, which <laughs> I noticed that more jokes have not been made about. <laughs> well, you know, I actually um, last week I was um, I, I set my TiVo to record the the opening ceremonies, and all of a sudden I'm getting a notice from or an email from TiVo saying that my request to record the Triple X Olympics has been has been um, received. And I started thinking all of a sudden, why am I recording porn? (laughs) You do not have Channel 900. It it kind of freaked me out there for a minute. I didn't know why I had porn recording on my TiVo. I I think I've actually seen Triple X Olympics. But anyway, so... (laughs) Third endurance test... But so we love the Olympics. We do. We love the Olympic Games. I personally love everything they symbolize. Um... I make fun of the pageantry, but at the same time, I, I get kind of verklempt when I see our flag walking along and, and all the other athletes with their flags. I think it is beautiful. I think it's a great uh, symbol of human spirit and, and mankind in general. This Olympics, however, we are seeing the first real growing pains when it comes to technology. And that's well, what that was actually just, what we talked about this old week. Technology, but 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 uh, not just new technology, but old technology as well. NBC has actually come under a lot of fire for the tape delay on on wanting to show the big items on prime time here in the states, even though they may have happened four, five, six, seven, eight hours earlier over in England. Now, for and, for example, when we were getting ready to record this, um, the women's a gymnastics team was getting ready for their floor exercises on third rotation for the uh, the overall medal, uh, which we won, which is great. Spoilers! <laughs> However, I'm watching it, and Stark pops on and says, oh yeah, this happened eight hours ago, this happens. And he wasn't trying... Happen. He'd already said, Zook had already said, oh, we won the gold! And I said, yeah, it was announced eight hours ago. <laughs> now... 
this is a perfect example of why things aren't working this way. We're no longer able to encounter things together, you know, as a collective anymore, because it's spread across things so badly. And before you start to say, oh, well, that's because, you know, that's happening in London. You know, that's happening on Meridian Time. It's not. Two years ago at the Vancouver Winter Olympics, Vancouver is in our time zone. Or it's actually, no, it's not. It's a one hour so off. It's, it's one hour, yeah. But that's one hour. They could have been broadcasting live and still been in prime time, but for some reason they still tape delayed it. Still. For yeah, no reason whatsoever. Infuriating. That that was really infuriating. They tape me. delayed the opening ceremonies by a few hours for no reason. The only time we've ever seen the Olympics truly live is when they were here in Utah in Salt Lake City in 2002. And we may be bidding again sometime soon. But that aside, the way the technology has been trying to catch up and said, NBC said, well, okay, in Beijing, people really wanted on-demand channels, and they really wanted to see their sports on-demand, so now we'll do that. So we'll, we'll be recording everything, and you can go to NBC Olympics or Olympics NBC or whatever it is, .com, and you can view them on-demand, which is cool in theory. And this show... I actually went. I figured, you know, they're airing it on on NBC right now. Let me go to my, I'm at my computer so I don't have a TV by me. Let me go and and check nbcolympics.com and I'll watch Gabby Douglas win her gold medal that I knew she got because Twitter spoiled it for me at like 10 o'clock this morning. But um, yeah, so I go and what do you know? I can watch replays of everything except what they're airing in prime time. Yeah. Oh, well. If they're airing it in prime time, they'll give a little thing that says, this has already happened. It's like, yeah, yes, it, I know. Technically, concluded. all of this has already happened. It, 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 it had concluded. So There was a report that I saw earlier that basically stated that half of the streaming that was coming... Uh, from the NBC website was going to tablets and phones, and and so a lot of that's actually you know so that, that and a lot of that's being done by the apps. Yeah, you know you can actually go and download the NBC Olympic app. Uh huh. Go ahead. This, but but I, I know a little. A lot of people have been trying to avoid spoilers. Earlier today, I was driving around with two co-workers as we were as we were driving to a meeting. I had a sports radio station on in the car I was driving. And they're like, oh, hurry, turn it off, turn it off. Because they were starting to announce scores in the middle of the day. And they they wanted to wait until they got home. Now, what was interesting is that I saw another report, and I'll, I'll have to find the link for this, that basically said, even with the spoilers, people still want to see what happened. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you know what the final score is, but you want to see how it happened. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't It doesn't matter that... Okay, I shouldn't say that. The, that, that I got to watch Gabby win gold in gymnastics was amazing. She did great. That's not enough. I want to see her do it. I want to see how well she did. And she did amazing. And I I, I feel better for having been able to watch it. You know, I want to see Michael Phelps barely lose out that race because he was an idiot and didn't time his stroke into the wall correctly. Exactly. You know, I don't want to see that. I'd rather see Team USA win, but... You know, it's it's the drama of the moment. And part of this whole thing, this, this going back to this whole perfect example of humanity, is that everyone in the world watches, and everyone, this is human drama that unfolds with these athletes, and everyone in the world is tied up in this. And if you're now not... We, you know, that's, we are seeing a lot of this stuff from the NBC viewpoint, because NBC is the rights owner in the United States. I'd really love to hear some feedback from... Our foreign listeners in in Europe and, and England. How are, how is your local media handling this? How, I'm are sure they, they actually the get to watch media? the Olympics instead of getting to hear Bob Costas talk about which U.S. athlete has had the worst possible life and is coming back for the possible gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Hey, I'd rather listen to Bob Costas though talk about that than Ryan Seacrest. Okay, so let, let's get into the announcers themselves here. Part of the problem is that you can watch it on NBCOlympic.com or whatever it is live, but it's raw and it has no commentators at all. Which YouTube isn't bad. had, I think YouTube had the same thing. I saw an ad earlier today on YouTube saying, "Click here to watch the Olympics live," and that's not bad. Um, 
No, it's what not, N- sometimes. What NBC wants to do, however, is they want to have... They want you to consume their feed, their camera angles, their commentary, their sports scores and whatnot. And their commentary has gotten worse and worse and worse. Uh, we were watching uh, women's uh, beach volleyball the other night. And every single time it was match point, there's the announcer. And here they go for the win! Oh, okay, no, not that time. Not that time. And here they go for the win! It's like they were really trying to call it, because they knew that every time that footage was re-aired, their voice would be the ones, you know, calling it. Uh-huh. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> type of thing, yeah. Exactly. They, they were trying to brand this great moment with their own slogan or catchphrase so that they would always be remembered. Mm-hmm. Even when it's when like, oh, okay, uh, match point was denied. Okay, back over to the other team now. Well, you know, sometimes we get it wrong, too. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> Shut up. Time. Again and again <laughs> and again. Well, I, I don't know if you guys watched the opening ceremony. Yeah, um, of course. But I, I, I got home late, so by the time I got the TV on... Mr. Bean was already on the opening ceremony. And and so, yeah, I was like, cool, I got to watch Mr. Bean. I got to w- watch that part. I got to watch the Benny and June thing. I got to watch the Parade of Nations. But I kept thinking, I missed the whole opening scene with James Bond and the Queen jumping out of the helicopter. Uh-huh. Social media told me that's what happened. Oh, did you see what happened? Did you hear what happened? Blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, I want to watch this. Let's go find it. I knew that they were going to be showing the Olympics on YouTube, so I went to YouTube thinking there were going to be something there. They didn't have parts of the opening ceremony there, so what I ended up doing is I ended up doing search for it, and what I found were people who had taken their video cameras in England and actually pointed it at the camera or at the TV, and so I got to hear the British announcers on some of this, for the, at least for the, for, the, for the queen jumping out of the helicopter part. It was really kind of interesting. You know? I mean, one of them, I actually had to stop it and, and find a different one because they actually had too many people in the background talking. Oh, my gosh, that wouldn't really happen. Like, well, no, die. It's a production. <laughs> well, but it was interesting know. to hear the British announcers talking about, you know, here and, here's Mr. James Bond, and here's the, here's the queen, and blah, 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 and jumping but, you out. You know, speaking of that, Stark... You get these moments in the opening ceremonies that were just made to go viral. Yeah. Yes. They they were screaming to go viral. And then you've got all these people who put it up on YouTube. I mean, this is the most socially connected games ever. At least that's what they keep telling us. And so these people have all put these awesome viral videos up so that they can go viral and NBC and the Olympic Committee take them down with a DMCA notice. Yeah. Sorry, these are our Olympics. It's like, guess what? They're not, actually. That That is just infuriating to me that, you well, know... Well, the Olympic company, well, the, 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 the International Olympic Committee, they'll they'll go hard after after anybody who they think is going after their copyrights. Oh, I mean, they do. Uh, there, there was one Olympics, I don't remember which one it was, in the United States, I think it was the Los Angeles Olympics, where a local fast food place had onion rings in the form of the, of, the, of the five rings, but the fifth ring had been removed, but you could still see the grease stain from the fifth ring that was removed, and that was still too close to the copyright in order for them, and they were ordered to take it down. Freaking trademark infringement, but, I mean, that, it's... If you're going to say that you've got the most socially connected game and you're going to say, look at all this awesome stuff you can do with the games on the internet, you better freaking let people be social with it. You shouldn't shut them down at every opportunity you get. I think actually one of the worst examples of this technology just coming to a head and bashing other parts of the same technology, I missed an event. And I wanted to uh, watch it online, so I go to NBC's FailureOfOlympics.com, and I'm looking for it. And as I'm looking for it, a banner pops up across the top. See this event, you know, see this person win gold at this event, click here. And it was the event so I was looking for. they're giving the results in the app. <laughs> I'm like, you idiots, I was looking forward to that. Why would you do, why would you advertise it that way? You're all spoiler. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, okay, so we talked about socially connected games. An interesting kind of funny announcement came out during the um, the bike race. Uh, 
Olympic organizers were forced to ask people to please stop tweeting so much. People along the, the bike route were tweeting so much pictures, videos, everything, um, that they actually overwhelmed the data network in the area. Wow. And so oh, that's awesome. And I, I, I was trying to figure out why this is happening as I was watching. So I was watching on TV, and all of a sudden the, the commentators cut out. You couldn't hear a thing they were saying. You could see their lips moving when they showed them, but there was no audio to the picture whatsoever. Not from the race, not from the racers, not from the track, not from the commentators. It turns out it's because the data in the area was the, the data service was so swamped that they couldn't get their stream out. It was so, so in bad. Other words, we've learned that they're going to need bigger pipes when they have these big multi-people events happening. Yeah. Because it's like each spectator is streaming as much data almost as each cameraman now. Uh, what was so bad, though, what was really funny was that uh, the GPS units that were loaded into the bikes so they uh-huh. could track where the leader was couldn't connect to the data network. They couldn't pull the coordinates off the bike. They didn't know how far ahead or how far behind anyone was. Oh, wow. Well, Rio de Janeiro is the next city that's going to have the uh, Summer Olympics. And just, it was like the year before, or I think it is the year before or two years before, they're hosting the World Cup in soccer. So they're going to have two major events going on down there that they're going to need all this bandwidth for. Yeah. Now, hopefully the World Cup will kind of give them a taste, though, so that they'll be able to prepare for... Yeah. The Olympics. Well, when I first saw this headline about please stop tweeting, one of the first things I was wondering about is I was wondering if they were give, giving away too much information about the event itself because um, one of the local college teams here in Utah, Brigham Young University, they have actually put a ban on tweeting uh, from the sports writers during the game because they would actually rather have the the person instead of like just watching their Twitter feed actually turning to the to the to the channel that BYU's on in order to uh, see the game or hear about the game and stuff like that. In fact a lot of the sports readers are like, okay, I'm under the ban now. I can only do like two tweets in a half an hour time frame. Wow. You know, type of thing. So I, I was yeah. wondering if it was gonna be like the similar situation. I, I wouldn't mind it honestly. I mean, I understand people want to be excited. It's an experience. If I was there at the Olympics, you know, and, and I was in two thousand two, I I went downtown, I was at nearly every event I could get to. I, I went and saw uh, Canada versus the Czech Republic in hockey. You know, well, that, I, I saw the gold medal game of the Paralympic hockey games. It was it was nuts. And if Twitter had been around then, you can bet I would have been twittering, tweeting and Facebooking the crap out of it. But it mm-hmm. wasn't. You know, that, that technology didn't come around until just now. So I can understand people are excited. They want to share their experiences, and that's fine. But then all of that slams right up against the monolith that is NBC and the DMCA takedowns and the copyright issues and the crappy commentary and the limited feeds and almost I almost want to say it's almost like blockout dates. You know, back in the day when you tried to get like your NFL season pass or you couldn't mm-hmm. get certain shows or certain games in certain regions. It feels uh-huh. like we're there again. Yeah, if, if they didn't sell out the entire stadium it was blacked out for the local market or something to that effect. Yeah, and it just feels it feels like we're there again, which seems so narrow-minded for a world game stage like this. It, it really does, and and that's a very... I, I like that comparison, because that, that is... I, I felt like tonight when I was trying to, to watch the women's gymnastics final online, it was essentially blacked out for me, because they wanted their primetime viewership. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, there's always the... Uh, there's always the complaints that NBC is only showing the American stuff, and if they're not showing the American stuff, they're showing some sob story about an American athlete. Or what I've noticed a lot this Olympics, if it's not a so- if it's not an Olympic event or an American event, or a sob story about an American athlete, it's some interview or comparison with a past American athlete with a sob story. Okay, I'm all for na- national pride. I'm all for patriotism. I really am. I love the Stars and Stripes. I want oh, and team thank you for to trying to put in, try, Thank you for trying to put in a human element on the story, but, but you're you overdoing know, it on the frosting. I'd really like to see the judo competition. Yeah. Or archery. Well, or, you know, or anything. Ryan, Ryan Seacrest, in my opinion, has no business 
call or doing swimming interviews or whatever interviews he's happening to do. Let I'm him sure interview Mariah Carey about her new album. Let him, you know, do whatever American Idol crap or whatever he wants to do. But he's not a sports announcer. You know, Bob Costas has got to be going freaking insane having to entertain the fact that this guy's being treated as his contemporary. Yeah, well, and I'm not that sure they're doing much better. Yeah, in in the um, the two hundred butterfly, I want to say with Michael Phelps, the two commentators were sitting there going, you know, a, a two hundred is four lengths of the pool; it's two full laps. Each length is fifty meters long, and for a hundred and fifty meters, the two commentators are sitting there bashing Michael Phelps. You know, we're just not seeing the competitive edge here. We're just not seeing that killer instinct, that killer spirit. He's really let himself go, and I think you know the fact that he didn't win gold. At, last night's event's really weighing heavy on him. I think he's passed his prime. He's just not going to do it anymore. You know, I think the golden age of Phelps has passed. Well, guess what? Come 150 meters, he has one length of the pool left. He explodes and takes the event. Yeah. And they're like, well, I guess we were wrong. Yes, you were wrong, you idiots. It's called pacing. <laughs> and not only that, just like I said last week with the, with, with sports announcer, with sports commentators, you know, predicting, this is why we play. This is why the game is played because you never know who's going to twist an ankle or who's who's going to hit that lucky shot or who's going to do something to actually make the sport so in, enthralling that that's the reason you watch because you never know what you're going to see. I, I just, I just. If they're going to say anything, I really wish they'd just give facts and add to the drama with it. Instead, they're not even doing that. You won't often find me asking someone to add drama to something. But this is one of those times when I would prefer it over this... What are those two Muppet old guys' names? Statler and Waldorf. Waldorf. Yeah. That's what this feels like. (laughs) Nice. It's like, you you guys are so smart, you guys can do this. Why don't you go down there? Why don't you go swim against Phelps? No? Shut up. Okay. We want to hear what you think, though. I mean, the games are still going, and I know we have people who listen to us from other regions, too. Uh, Is it as bad in your region as it is here in the U.S.? Um, Is it as, you know, national-centric? Are the announcers just as stupid? Um, And, you know, honestly, (laughs) what would would be your ideal Olympics? How would you do it? Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Want to hear what your thoughts are. Into our favorites... Uh, my favorite comes from uh, a collection of videos that were put together on YouTube. Uh, we all know Bill Nye, the science guy. We love Bill Nye. And, by the way, uh, rumor is he's starting a new show again. So, where he's bringing the, the science guy back. Um, well, before him, there was Mr. Wizard. Um, kind of before my generation. I mean, I, uh, there's pop culture references, but never really got into him that much. This is a collection of videos from his show where it shows him dealing with other little kids. And you come to realize that he's a bit of a dick. A bit? He is downright (laughs) condescending to kids and flat out pretty annoyed to have to deal with them. Um, It it reminds me very much of the uh, Mr. Worf gets shot down where it's just like five minutes of Star Trek Next Generation with Worf getting told no and shut up. Only it's Mr. Wizard to real kids, so it's kind of worse. So, it's good for a quick laugh. Yeah, it's that that is very entertaining video, I, I got to admit. All right, Stark? All right, so my favorite came from NASA, and uh, one of the biggest things you can always do is you, you, you dream about what you can do in the future, because if you can dream it, you're imagining it, and if you're imagining it, that's the first step you can take towards making it happen. And what NASA did is that they released a video called Orion Exploring Beyond, and it shows the launch of the of the new Orion space system, uh, the, 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 the new the capsule system that's going to be sending humans into space. Some of this is very beautiful footage. It's computer animated. It, it, it's it's very well done of how they, they, they put it together. they got some live footage in there, too. They've kind of merged the two together. But... I really loved it, especially because of the fact that, once again, I want us to see do more space exploration. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And my favorite this week, uh, I learned this uh, This was almost my favorite last week, but I didn't do it for whatever reason. But I learned that PBS really knows how to do the internet. 
they they won the internet last week when they put out video of Bob Ross, the happy tree painting, big afro wearing dude that makes you want to scream because he can paint a masterpiece in a matter of moments. Um, but he he is absolutely awesome, and he's even more awesome when he's auto-tuned. <laughs> now, to be clear, uh, he means both he, that he was a happy painter of trees and that he painted happy little trees. He did paint happy little trees, and, you know, th- those happy little clouds are, are good, too. But, yeah, Bob Ross, if you've ever watched him, you know that you can't not watch him. Because he is just so so mellow, so laid back. I absolutely love the guy. So, um, yeah, check out my favorite. It's about three or four minutes of Bob Ross being auto-tuned. And it is, it is cool. Very cool. Very awesome. All right. That is our show for the week. Um, hopefully, Schmitty is undead next week. No, we don't want him undead. That'd be bad. <laughs> We'd have Brains. to um, We'll have to break his brain. <laughs> uh, again, visit our sponsors, trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, stitcher.com, openbookaudio.com, and go to meeting.com. Uh, until next time, uh, paint a happy tree. <laughs> One to beam up. <laughs> Good day. Oh, nice. <laughs>